Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers and this is The Leader. There will be no further slippage on schedule over and above that which I inherited, which was the first half of 2022. That will happen. We will open uh, within that opening window. Finally, some light at the end of the Elizabeth Line Tunnel. This will be, without question, the most stunning, most capable railway in the world when it opens. You'll be able to go from Heathrow to Canary Wharf and the city, so connecting our primary international gateway to the two financial centres of London in 40 minutes. That's a game-changer for London. London's Transport Commissioner, Andy Byford, has confirmed that the long-delayed Crossrail project will open before the 30th of June this year, although he did avoid committing to an exact date. The East-West Line, which will link Reading and Heathrow with Shenfield and Abbey Wood, via twin tunnels between Paddington and Whitechapel, was initially meant to have opened in December 2018, but has fallen years and billions over budget. Ross Lydell, the Evening Standard City Hall editor, explains all we know so far about this £20 billion line. If you imagine the Thameslink line just now, which runs north-south from sort of Bedford and St Albans down through Blackfriars and Farringdon to Gatwick and Brighton, and then lay it on its side... Uh, you're pretty much going to get a good idea of what Crossrail is. Crossrail goes east-west and when it's finished, it will link Reading and Heathrow Airport in the west. They'll, they'll be on a line that will come into Paddington. It will then go underground, under the west end, under Oxford Street, uh, across to Liverpool Street and Farringdon, Whitechapel, where it will pop back out of the tunnel and it go on either to Shenfield in the sort of far east of Essex beyond Colchester or down to Abbey Wood in south-east London. So, Ross, what have been the problems with the line? Well, I've been covering Crossrail probably since I joined the Evening Standard back in 2002. It's one of these stories that goes on and on and on. And uh, the good news is that we may finally be about to start writing the final chapter or indeed even read the the final page in that final chapter. There's an argument about how far it dates back. Quite often it's said to be about 1989 when Cecil Parkinson, who at the time was the Tory Transport Secretary, mentioned Crossrail in a speech to the Tory Party conference. Uh, there's been some idea that it might have gone back to the 1960s in terms of the vision for it. But in earnest, it really sort of got going finally around 2007-2008 when uh, the first sort of piles were sunk at Canary Wharf to build the station there. And uh, soon after that, two tunnel boring machines got going to start actually digging the tunnels under central London. Just give us an idea of how much over budget this is. On a general level, the 
probably the cost of Crossrail now is around £20 billion. When the first budget was set out, it was going to be around, I think, £15.8 billion. Uh, when George Osborne was Chancellor, he managed to shave a bit off that and the budget came down to £14.8 billion, And that was the uh, estimated final cost when Sadiq Khan came to power in 2016. Uh, and as well as being mayor, Sadiq is also chairman of Transport for London. And at the time, uh, Transport for London and the Department for Transport were sort of 50-50 joint partners in the running of Crossrail or the building of Crossrail. What's happened now is that the estimated final cost of Crossrail as we speak is £18.9 billion, which is obviously more than £4 billion more than it was when George Osborne was Chancellor. And bizarrely, that doesn't include either the cost of the new trains, which cost about £1 billion for this fleet of 70-odd new trains, nor the network rail stations that have been built or sort of tarted up on the extremes of the line, such as at Ilford and Romford and over in West London. So I think it's fair to say it's at least £20 billion of public money has been sunk into this, and that actually includes contributions from a number of businesses along the way as well, and the likes of the City of London Corporation. So yeah, if you had £20 billion at the start. I doubt you'd be getting any change out of that just now. There's been some new developments on the project. What's the latest? Uh, what's happened most recently is that yesterday, uh, the TfL Commissioner, Andy Byford, gave an update on the line to the London Assembly. And in essence, the sun is now shining. It's, it's almost like winter is over, uh, spring is here, summer is, summer is approaching. And uh, Mr. Byford was able to give a very optimistic uh, indication of his hopes for uh, finally open, opening the line. Now, he has said consistently since he was sort of given overall control for Crossrail, uh, maybe about six months or so ago, that he will definitely open it by the end of June, by the 30th of June. He told the Assembly that that remained the case. He also made clear that he clearly has a precise date in mind for for the opening. However, and this is a bit of sort of cat and mouse going on here, he wouldn't actually tell them what that date is. There is the possibility of a, a sort of very fortuitous overlap that we have the Queen's Platinum Jubilee pageant and celebrations happening around the weekend of the 5th of June. Now, it's it's entirely possible or plausible that TfL could look to open the line on the Monday or Tuesday just before that, because that then it would sort of fall into line with the school half-term holidays. The line would be a little bit quieter than it might otherwise be. London would be a little bit quieter and it would give TfL a sort of breathing space. So we could have this sort of happy coincidence that the line is open just at the start of the Jubilee pageant. Uh, and also this would be a nice throwback to the initial aim to have opened the line back in December 2018 when the Queen was invited to open it. Of course, they had to withdraw the invitation because the line was far from ready. So if uh, the new Crossrail Elizabeth line uh, forms part of the pageant, I'm sure TfL would be delighted if it can achieve that. Will Crossrail be worth the wait? In terms of the wider benefits of Crossrail, uh, what TfL expect is that it will increase capacity on the London public transport network by 10% and crucially will ease congestion on the central line. Now, if anybody has travelled on the central line, especially during the sort of rush hour, even now things are picking up again between sort of 8am and 10am. If you're getting on at Liverpool Street or Stratford and coming into Oxford Circus or going beyond that or going to White City, it's really quite crowded, very crowded. So Crossrail will make a dramatic difference there. But what it will also do is 
avoid the need of people to have to change eventually at Paddington or at Liverpool Street. If you're a commuter coming in from Essex, you'd be able to go straight through and get off at Tottenham Court Road. Likewise, if you're coming from Reading, you'd be able to come straight in. You can go to Whitechapel or uh, Moorgate, Liverpool Street Station if you want. And the other big draw is that the link between both the city, the sort of square mile, and also Canary Wharf, there will be a direct train link now to Heathrow to and from that. So basically, uh, all the sort of city bigwigs will be able to get to Heathrow very quickly now in around, I think, maybe sort of 35, 40 minutes and avoid the need to change at Paddington or to take the rather slow Piccadilly line. And what about the 10 new stations that are going to be part of Crossrail? Ross joined us from Euston Station to tell us about those. Well, the one thing that... It- is really going to astonish passengers when they finally get to travel on Crossrail is the stations. They really are quite phenomenal. They've been described as cathedrals to the modern railway age. They really are quite spectacular. You know, I've seen the likes of Liverpool Street Station, Paddington as well. And probably the closest comparison would be the Jubilee Line extension. You know, people will be familiar with the likes of Westminster Station and others sort of going out towards Canary Wharf. The, the Crossrail stations are absolutely enormous and they've been beautifully designed. You know, I'm speaking to you now from Euston Station and the contrast could not be greater. Uh, Euston is a rather sort of tired, sad 1960s building and hopefully due to be demolished soon as part of HS2. But uh, in terms of what people will be talking about come the end of June, it will be these fantastic 10 new stations. Nine of them are ready. Bond Street's behind schedule. It should be open by September, October. But be prepared to be amazed. that's it from the leader this podcast is back tomorrow at 4 p.m hi i'm lawrence delalio host of the evening standard rugby podcast brought to you in partnership with qbe business insurance the show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the champions cup will be crowned at tottenham hotspur stadium And the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.